Hello everyone, it is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast, and if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and of course the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends, and I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome to the PJ's cast. I'm your host, Spiritual inside of Reagan and Jimmy, but we have a very special guest, Digit Murphy. How's it going, Digit? Amazing. Sitting here locked in my hotel room in the bubble in Lake Placid. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I should be doing like some live from the bubble in my room podcast. Like I would great. love that. I would love to listen to that. Yeah. Well, it's uh it's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you for what you're Aww, doing. Thank um, you. Let's, let's just keep you guys in business and let's rock and roll. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love hearing that. So what has it been like in the bubble in Lake Placid? Like how, how has it been with uh, interacting with your players and playing the games? Well, when you think about where we came from, it's probably the same. Um, Toronto was on lockdown. You know, we had 10 people on the ice at practice. I mean, it's actually more fun because we actually get to play together. Um, but you know, it's, you get, you get up, you go have breakfast, you know, you might see a couple of the players at breakfast because everything's in their little individual meals and oh, yeah. you go pick it up and you get your masks on. No one even knows. Cause they got their hoodies on half the time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you're just like, Hey guys, what's going on? You know, socially distant. <laughs> and then, uh, that's it. And then we, we have a lot of zoom calls, you know, like everyone else in COVID does, um, mm-hmm. And I think we've just got used to this um, COVID learning, if you will. Um, a lot of people have. It's like, you know, just us doing this right now. Um, it's just conversing. Um, you crave, I crave the human contact and connection. So I kind of, even if I don't have breakfast, I like go down there and I just like, hey, what's going on? How are you doing? You know, I just have to like say, and then I go, okay, bye. Um, but, you know, that's that. And then we, um, a lot of the kids like on a on a weekend it's great because we can actually do hockey all day but I think what's never said and what we need to continue to bang the drum on is how smart these women are and they have full-time jobs during the day so I have several people right now today that will work all day and we'll get on the ice at five o'clock at night so all day depending on if it's a work day or a weekend um, you know we hang out I got Lisa Haley who has a, a job like she works at Ryerson um sparrows works for um the beast so everyone has their jobs during the day we just kind of do our stuff at night and we work around the clock it's women's sports we do more we do it you do it great (laughs) how what is the philosophy of your coaching like what are what do you think you (laughs) play fun play hard and eat pancakes obviously i mean it's and i and i think that uh I think James off camera uh, was asking me about, you know, mm-hmm. that I have a lot of energy, but um, I have a lot of energy because 
you think about sports, it's play. People forget that sports were invented to play. You it's play entertainment. And it's fun. But it's also for the athletes, you play. Like, so when you think of the word play, you think of fun, fun and play go hand in hand. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's, what's ruined sports is the business aspect of it. Okay. Bingo. And, and that makes it what you said, an entertainment product and a business and that's okay. Okay. But I believe as a coach, you can do both. Right. I mm-hmm. believe that you can still have a business model that's sustainable. You can still <laughs> teach, you can still have fun. And you can still win because mm-hmm. I believe that motivation is important. I believe relationships are important. And I believe that, you know, just, just having a great um, uh, mindset is part of what people in general crave, whether it's on the, on the ice, yes. whether it's in business, whether it's with your friends, with, the, with your family, you crave that positive energy and connection. And I just apply that philosophy to whatever I do, if mm-hmm. I, whether I'm building a business whether I'm building, you know, the Herstory Museum that we've done, the Lacrosse League that we've done, you know, we try the best we can to infuse those core values. And for us, with the T6 in particular, we've gone a step further because we believe the conversation of education, inclusion, and empowerment through sports are topics that you can talk about using sports as the platform. So that's why I, I say, you know, as women, yes, we do sports, but we also do life. So that's kind of my philosophy. And it kind of transcends it. Like, you know, we have dance parties. We do stuff that people, normal people do, right? But we just use it, do it in sports. I love that. You guys just have fun. And like in the NHL, there would never be a team called the Toronto Six. I just love that it's called the Toronto Six. It's so much fun. And I love the way, like, just like how you implement that into your game. Just go out there, have fun. And that's what sports should be. Well, I I think though, but I think that, you know, you don't want to like make it so only about fun, but I think fun is an and, right? And Mm -hmm. an NHL team, I think we've, we've kind of like made it this like sports. It's It's too serious. It's too serious. (laughs) And it's about, you know, and so for me, I'm like, let's just make it real. Let's make it about the people. Let's make it the stories and the narrative. Let's own the narrative. I own it as a coach. Mm. I love having Spiros and Lisa with me. You know why? They love the X's and O's. They love drawing up face-offs. I don't. I like telling the stories. I like motivating the kids. I like having the dance parties. Like I told you, I like being the point of the arrow. I like to own the conversation. I love doing this, right? So this Mm. is my role. And when you look at men's sports, honestly, like in college, my role is is done in the NCAA. Like, look at these coaches that have been in the NCAA for years and years. They have two assistants that are paid really great money to actually, I don't want to say coach the team, but do all the technical stuff, right? And then the head coach does the fundraising and they do all the FaceTime stuff and they go to the meetings. Like, it's, it's the layering of that. And that's what we're trying to get to in women's sports. And we haven't gotten there yet. So I'm having a blast right now. Having a blast. And I mean, that's what it should be. I, I, um, I mean, I only played uh, hockey in, uh, in high school, but um, I think just the idea of it that you really hit on, it's perfect design. It's a very, it's a very uh, simple line you hear even in like God peewee baseball, even you know, teamwork makes the dream work. And that's just simple line. But I think that really transcends even into professional leagues. You look at a team like the Vegas Golden Knights. That's on yeah. paper, that is not a championship team, but that team gelled so well that you can see them enjoying playing together. 
um, as a kid, I would watch the uh, 2010 Blackhawks, the uh, championship video. Yep. And the best part of it was seeing them playing Mario Kart. Yep. These guys yep. love playing <laughs> with each other. And that was a good team, yes, but good teams don't always win. Look at how many teams have thrown money. You mentioned the business side of things. How yep. many teams throw $7 million at Milan Lucic? Yep. Even at good yep. players, and they go nowhere because they're paying for a business. And I think yep. that's, I just, I can't say enough how much I love that that's your focus. And I think that needs to be implemented into men's sports. And I had, I had coaches like you, and I had coaches like you see in the NHL usually. It's completely different. And I think anybody who understands that can vouch for that, whether they're in peewee hockey, high school hockey, NCAA, anything. You know, it's completely different. And it really does change when you're going from a coach who is there to kind of just push you around and, uh, you know, be this, you know, big, tough guy. But the ones who win are the ones who communicate, the ones that, that talk to you as a person. We don't know what it was like in the 1970s when Phil Esposito was going through his six-team pro league. You know, I remember being on a, you know, so Phil was on a, um, it was on the China uh whatever committee with me or the director board. And it was just around the time when remember the women were boycotting the Olympics and all that. It was like 2017, 18. And we were laughing and I was laughing because I was saying the same thing. I'm like, look, you know, you can't, you can't really boycott the game and pay equality because it's a business model. But anyways, they won, they won, you know, USA hockey paid them. I mean, that was great, but he was like, we didn't get paid anything back then, you know, like compared to what Sidney Crosby makes, I make nothing. And I'm like, yeah, because you were the ones that came first. And that's what these guys are doing. We're the ones that come first. We're taking all the daggers, you know, the front, the back, the sides, the head, the eyes, like everyone's throwing daggers at us. And it's what we do. We're the warriors oh that God, are going to start the path. So that's here. what we do. That's what we do. Like obviously you're a very big advocate for like women in sports, and I also am too. And I'm currently like a sports management major, working towards my degree. Like it's my dream to work in the hockey industry. Like after I graduate, so like for you as a woman in the industry, a male dominant industry, did you feel like it was more challenging for you? Like when you're trying to like break into the industry. Um, do I have ten fingers and ten toes? Of course, (laughs) it was like ridiculously, (laughs) like it. Like it's, you can't even imagine the stories that I have. And the reason I continue to do it is because like, there's so many people that have stories that I have and they're just like, okay, I'm out, mic drop, done. And I just have this, um, I don't know. It's like kind of like this Rocky attitude, you know, like keep punching me in the face. I don't care. You know, I just like, I have this ability to have enough confidence in seeing the vision and what's right in my head for women. And I just keep going forward. So um, there's a lot, like I applied for the men's hockey coaching job at Brown. Like I knew I wasn't going to get it. There's no freaking way a bunch of white bread men in an Ivy league institution that have been there since the 1900s were ever going <laughs> to freaking hire me. It just wasn't happening, but it didn't deter me because I knew that it was the next person that would get the benefit of it. I mean, I have stories like, you know, it's insane. Like, you know, how the disrespect for women athletes, the disrespect for women is just palpable almost in, in a day, in a daily. And I mean, I go through it every day, even now, even now. So if you want to get into a male dominated industry, put your hard hat on, do it for the right reasons and always respect yourself. 
and value yourself and do what men do. They leverage other things. So if you really want to work there, you go be good. And then guess what you do? You go, go get another job. And then you go, I really like this job, but these guys are paying me more. And if you're really, truly valued, they'll keep you. If they're not, they'll let you go. And you just follow that energy. People are afraid. Don't be afraid. Just be you. That's, the, that's, the, that's what you need to do. And also read the book, The Alchemist. Okay. The Alchemist. I love that. The best book. It's the best book. It basically says, follow your true north. And if you follow your true north, the universe will conspire for you to make it happen. So that's what I do. I didn't even know it. Like I read it later. Like they told me in school to read it. And I know I did. I blew it off. I probably just read the clip. <laughs> and then, and then like, like now that I'm old, I read it and I'm like, oh, it's a great. actually I listened to it. Audible. That's great. Thank you. Yes. Better choice. It's good. So, yep. Oh my God. What else? Awesome. Ask me a question. I just keep going. So uh, I, I, so here's my question. You obviously understand and appreciate personality and players and people, anything. Um, and I could say here, that's something that comes up very often. So I really want to ask this question. Who is your favorite personality or your favorite personalities in the NHL? Oh, in the NHL? Yeah. Why would you ask me about men's sports? I'm more focused on women's sports. I know there's I'm one answer. Kidding. There's one answer. There's one answer. Uh my favorite personality, hold on for one minute. My goalie keeps t calling me. I don't know if it's an emergency. <laughs> um, she keeps calling me and my phone keeps, my watch keeps ringing. Um, my favorite personality in the NHL. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, you know, I really like, I like the coach of the Islanders because I think he just does such great things. Are you talking about players or coaches? Anybody, anybody. Um, yeah, like, you know, I like people that are just themselves. Like, I like Ovechkin. You know, he yeah. doesn't hide anything. He just does mm -hmm. his shit. Oh, he does his stuff. Like, oh, he, you're, that's okay. It's explicit. It's explicit. Like, <laughs> like, he's himself. Like, I like players. I love Subban. You know, I love that's, when he just plays. Boom. That's the answer. You know, yes. I, I love, um, you know, even Chara. I love Chara because he's just big and he just does his stuff. He's a great <laughs> leader. Like, I really. You know, I, I enjoy, I, you know, even Martian, Mar, um, Martian, um, because he's, he's a rat, right? And he's like, yeah. always like punching people in the face, like, and he just owns it. I like yeah. players that own somebody's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody's face. Yeah. I mean, he's crazy, but that's his brand. He just lives it and he owns it. And then he goes and scores goals. You that's know, I mean, the thing. When he started up, becoming like a top scorer in the AHL, I'm like, yeah, I hate this man. I hate yeah. this man. But that's yeah. what he's there for. And you know, right. uh, who said it? You need villains in yeah. in sports. Look at the NBA. Like the NBA, at least. Like that's a sport. Like at least, and at least they support their women's leagues to an extent. Well, um, you know why? You know why? This is my theory. I don't know anything about it. I want to hear this. My theory is that if you look at all the sports. There's already there's always an underserved or minority population in the other sports. You know, um, there's none in hockey. We have the most white bread, diverse, capitalistic model that any the undiverse lack lack of diversity. Mm -hmm. It's all stale, yeah. pale, and male. Stale, pale, and male. Oh I love that. I love. I am that. never not using that from now on. That's fantastic. My friend David Safranco told me that. Um, he's a Jewish guy and he mm. tells me 
like he's all about um diversity and he said i said i'm stealing it he goes use it i go i can use that in so many ways mm-hmm. you know i was I'm probably really in trouble like i'm always in trouble being on these podcasts like I'm probably oh, oh my god you know no 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 i love you coming no, no, i don't awesome. care no if you don't care good because brand. you need my to brand. be that you, I feel like you you are that, and, and this sport needs that. This sport needs you and people like you to do yeah. that. Yeah, you know? well, and, I don't know. It's a business model. You know, the, yeah. the, the thing that always, that silences creativity is, you know, the existing paradigm that um, we've grown up in. And what we need to do as young people and as underserved populations, primarily women um, and um, people of color, on uh, diverse yes. populations is to mm-hmm. stop the system from overwhelming us, right? Mm-hmm. And banding together, like the GameStop thing. I'm like, how can we do the GameStop thing for women's sports? Like how the yes. hell do they Everybody do bands together, yes. But I think that, and this is my opinion, you're absolutely right about all of that, but I think that the, uh, I think the stale pale males like myself have to, you have Help. to use that privilege this yeah. is a big thing in, with BLM is if you are white, yep. if you are white, especially a white male, speak the fuck up. Your yep. job is not to speak for them, I should say, but to give a voice to it. Be to an ally to them. Out. Exactly. And I'm really glad you mentioned Subban because I think that he's kind of this unicorn in this league. He's, he's the a bad. U- He is. And he's, you know, we mentioned he's, he's, you know, he's a black player in the NHL. And, he and he's is open. He's badass, and he's good. He's so good. But look so at his Instagram. He's showing. He's personality embodied, and nobody likes it because you have to be stale, pale male, like you said. Okay. They hate it because they don't. They they fear they what can't they can't understand, understand it. Like you know, Blake Bolden. Blake Bolden had that. Um, and look, even like we we have Grant Mentis on my team. You know. Why isn't she on Team Canada? I don't know. Like, you know, maybe she's misunderstood. I don't know. Like, yeah. like until I walk a mile in a, a, a Black person's shoes or any person of color, mm-hmm. um, I can't judge. I can't judge, mm-hmm. right? Because I have no idea what people that, that haven't been entitled like me, you know, exactly. I mean, I have, have grown up with. So I don't judge. Like, even, even in our locker room, I'm like, okay, no judgment. Here's what's happening. This is a no judgment zone. Like, even with the COVID, I'm like, guys, at the beginning when the New Jersey, New Jersey Riveters were going to, they pulled out and everyone's like, oh my God, COVID, COVID. I'm like, okay, first of all, there was never not going to be a case of COVID. When people come together in a bubble, <laughs> COVID exists. Okay. So there's no perfect world. But the majority of people your age, in your, you know, your situation that get COVID, they're usually okay. But with that said, it's only a hockey game. So if you guys want to walk the door out right now, we have a contingency plan. There are players in Canada that potentially could come down, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know, that's, and then they were like, okay, all right, no, no, we're fine. I'm like, okay, you're sure. <laughs> no, because at the end of the day, it's a choice. People forget it's a choice. Playing sports, a choice. Everything you do is a choice. And anyways, I, I could talk for days on my philosophy on life. Like, I just think people are soft. Hey, we'll, and we'll listen to you talk for days. This is awesome. They're, yeah, soft. awesome. they're, you know, they're soft in the way of, oh, my God, someone turned me down for a date. Oh, my God, the end of the world. <laughs> like, so it's a better. So 
How, like in sales, how many no's does it take to get a yes? It's the same thing in dating. It's the same thing in jobs. It's the same thing in everything. But the only reason I can say this is because I'm 59. You know, I'm starting my 60th year. I'm old. I have perspective. I have kids. So I just have a, a, a philosophy in life that hopefully people want to listen to. And if they don't, that's okay too. Hey Amen. I would love if we had more white people about to be 60 with your mindset in this country. That would help us a lot with our businesses well, and our sanity. I, I think say. there are, I think they're hidden. I mm-hmm, think, yeah. I think there are a lot of women my age that silently mm-hmm. cheer for Digit Murphy all day long. I swear to God, my Instagram, I would love to blow up my Instagram to, you know, a hundred thousand people, because if I could get my message out to that many people, that's going to make a difference in the world. And, exactly. you know, one of the things that the reason why mm-hmm. I always do podcasts and always talk to people so we can amplify the message and we need as many people hearing what i'm saying because it's positive and it's all about inclusion it's about working together um and we need to do that if the planet is going to survive and that's mm-hmm. really important to me um is educating the yeah. next generation but yeah. well, I, have, I, I, I of course have to pick hockey you know yeah. the worst sport ever <laughs> <laughs> like get that we model. Pierce, Reagan, we also we said all the time we're like of course we pick this sport the cream white sport yep. okay. you know I think there's a lot of people out there that can be switched that can change they just have never heard it packaged like this because it makes a lot of sense and anyone that has closed minded or closed ears on this that's a reflection of them not the message and that's what you guys should take away from whatever you think if you believe in it and you're passionate about it, keep saying it because if, if the message resonates with people and they start to listen, then that's pretty powerful. And that's what I've done my whole life. Like I've always say, you know, I'm an opportunity creator. I've never been a coach. I'm a women's advocate and an opportunity creator, which is why I'm very big on title nine. And I'm very big on like everything to me is about opportunity. So when the team from Connecticut left, that was a problem because two things happened. Number one, Minnesota was denied the opportunity to play. Our fans were denied the opportunity to watch the game. The Connecticut players were denied the opportunity. I don't know exactly what happens, but when you start to think about it, instead of, oh, we didn't get the points for that game, it was never about the points in my mind. It was about the opportunity to play. So in the movie that I'm writing, the movie that I'm writing in my head. Wow. Toronto Six, (laughs) Toronto Six arrives on the scene. Right. And they're like, did someone say hockey? And, you know, it's like, kind of like <laughs> we come in with our Canada goose on and we're like, we're here. And we just get on the ice and we play the game. I in love that. Yeah. I love that. So I hate people who say women hockey cannot succeed because I tuned into the Boston and Buffalo game and there were 30,000 viewers, which I think is incredible. And obviously there's going to be some bumps in the way. Unfortunately, change like takes time, but it's people like you that just, just show off who you are. Like you, you don't hide anything. And I love that about you, Digi Murphy. You're just fun and you are who you are. And we need more of that in hockey. And if more people are allowed to just be themselves, I think, this sport will be better for everyone else. So, well, um, thanks for having me. I it was a, 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 a privilege to have you on. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we don't want to uh, take up too much time from you. So, thank you so much for coming for coming on Digit. You and, guys uh, keep doing what you're doing as young people. Challenge the system. 
believe in who you are and believe in the messaging and the world's going to be a better place. It's if your generation gives up, then the planet gives up. So keep fighting, keep fighting through, be Rocky, let him punch you in the face a few times. It's okay. You'll come back. I love that. So yes. I, watch Creed. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I feel like I want to run through a brick wall right now. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's what I do for the game. Like, yeah. and it's really funny. Like, I'll be like, I'll be talking really soft. And I'll be like, so what do you guys think? And they're like, come on. <laughs> All right. I'll let you guys go. I got to uh, get on a call with some of the assistants and take care of my goalie, but you guys rock. Thanks for having me on. I hope you guys, I hope your podcast blows up.